Salary is the drug they give you when they want you to forget about your dreams. Welcome to the Corporate Dropout Podcast. I'm your host, Alacia Citro. If you're sick of the corporate hamster wheel and looking to feel inspired and empowered to live a high vibe life as your own boss, you're in the right place. Dare to drop out in three, two, one. Before we start the show, I want to tell you about the business I'm launching. Do you have a business idea, but you don't know where to start? Or maybe you've started your own business, but you know there are boxes you need to check when it comes to taxes, finance, legal protection, marketing, and more. Same. That's why I founded Thea Collective. Named for the Greek goddess of light, Thea was created to light the path for entrepreneurs. We have the community, courses, and connections that will help every entrepreneur quantum leap and avoid costly mistakes. Learn from experts across professions and get the blueprint you need for your business. Text biz, that's B-I-Z, to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com to learn more. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing my friend, Kelsey Kruger. You'll hear how she went from having a successful career at Salesforce and in the tech world to figuring out her life's calling in a dream that she was meant to be a birth worker and how she scaled that business successfully in less than a year. Hello, friends. So today, I have the great pleasure of interviewing my friend, Kelsey Kruger. Kelsey is a corporate sales dropout turned solo world traveler, which ultimately brought her to her purpose, which is changing the way doulas show up in the birth world. She is an entrepreneur of her own thriving birth and postpartum doula business here in Orange County. And alongside her business partner, she serves families and mentors up and coming doulas as she paves the way for better birth and postpartum outcomes. Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. So good to be here. Yes, it's a true pleasure. And I want to give a little bit of background for the listeners. We're actually recording this together in person in my office. So if there's like feedback in the background, that's what's going on. But Kelsey and I actually reconnected pretty serendipitously. We had worked together at Salesforce, but didn't really know each other. And then Kelsey, you DM'd me a few months back after listening to the show. I think it was my background episode. And you realized we had so much in common. So you reached out. Now we became fast friends. And it's very full circle having you on here as a guest. Totally. Yeah, it's definitely alignment. Um, I really believe in my connections being people who are meant to be in my life. And I very vividly remember I was on a plane, which was so funny because of your plane story, um, on a plane. And I was on LinkedIn. I, I just saw that you announced corporate dropout. And I was like, something about Alacia when I was at Salesforce told me we were meant to be connected. And that was the sign. Listen to the episode and... I think I immediately shared how much we had in common. I was like, yeah, we have to reconnect. Well, and the crazy thing about that too, you were on a plane to Chicago, which yes. any of you have listened to the background episode of me, like, you know that I lived there for a while. So yeah, so many synchronicities. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning when it comes to this interview. So aside from working at Salesforce, which we now shared, tell us more about what you were doing professionally before you became a birth worker. So I studied... Um, my degree was in business, um, emphasis in marketing. So similar to you thought like corner office suite in Chicago, that was my goal. I grew up in Wisconsin and I was like, I got to get out. I want to move to the city and work my way up the ladder. Quickly found my way in sales. And that's where I started and stayed for probably six years. And 
as most people, um, you know, find themselves at some point in life, I maybe like my quarter life crisis, I decided to make a plan to quit my job and go travel the world. So that was on a solo trip in Thailand. That was a two week vacation. And I got on the vacation. I was like, yeah, this is the life I need to live. So made a plan for quitting my job six months later. Worth noting, Kelsey quit her job before it was cool. When when was this? <laughs> oh, July of 2019. Oh, yeah. So you were like a year or two ahead of the yeah. curve. Fast starter. <laughs> I love it. Well, so the other thing I think that's interesting about you leaving a really good corporate job, that was Salesforce, right? Yeah. To go travel the world like... Did people think that you were nuts? Like I had so many people, well-meaning people be like, what are you doing? You have an amazing career. Like, why would you ever walk away? Did you have a lot of, um, I don't want to say pushback, but a lot of people giving you unsolicited advice around that? Yes. So um, because, and worth noting, so like you mentioned, I lived in Chicago for a while myself, almost six years. I worked really hard to get a promotion with Salesforce, relocated to Southern California. I was only in that role for a year on path to be promoted again, when I already made, had my mind made up. So when I put my notice in, my coworkers, for the most part, were just like, if she's leaving, like then it, like the question mark started to pop in their head. If she's leaving, like, hmm, should I be leaving? You're so successful. Why would you leave? You seem so happy. Why would you leave this? And I think, um, you know, my mentality in life is always, yeah, I'm going to chase, um, you know, like the bigger, better thing, what makes me happy, but I'm not leaving something because I'm complacent or in a bad place. I'm leaving well before that, right? Because I'm, I'm finding the alignment that's ahead of me in my, my life path, that it's not about like getting to the bottom of the hole and then being like, oh shit, probably should have left. <laughs> Which is what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were smart. Um, okay, was there like an aha moment while you were traveling when you were like, yep, this is what I need to do. I'm going to be jobless for a year and travel the world. Like, was there a light bulb moment there of you needing to do that? On that first trip to Thailand. Um, so that was after a Q4, um, went on a two-week vacation. And <laughs> for anyone who's been to Thailand and you're traveling on a vacation, you're probably running into backpackers who are on a six month minimum, maybe gap year. And that's who I was living with. I was in hostels bouncing around Thailand. And within the first day, I'm like the weirdo. They're like, you're only here for two weeks. What are you doing? And I was like, if they're all doing it, yeah, most of them are European or like Aussies. But I was like, if they're doing it, why can't I do it? So that was, that was like the aha was just like, this is so normal outside of the US. Like, why aren't more people doing this? Okay, I have a follow up question to this. So anyone listening who has worked at Salesforce or works there now, or probably most tech companies, the end of the fiscal year is insane. Like, it's also really exciting, though, like you're grinding, you're crushing your quota, you're making more money than you make all year. But coming off of Q4 ending and then going on a vacation, was that like juxtaposition of like grind to relaxing and exploring another thing that kind of like teed you up to leave? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a no brainer. Because at that point, I yeah, I was happy in my career, but it, it wasn't fulfilling a purpose for me. Like I was successful in making money. But being in Thailand, having this freedom and and really being the boss of my own life, which is kind of now the dialogue of the rest of my life. Um, it just was like, absolutely, I would do this. I, I almost felt 
stupid not to do it because I got the messaging and it was so clear. Like if I didn't go for that, I would have always had the like, what, you know, what if? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse than what if I'm not a fan of that either. Um, okay. So tell us like, what did you learn about yourself and what you wanted in a career as you traveled Latin America and Southeast Asia? Yeah. So, um, you know, now I'm on a, what was supposed to be a year long backpacking trip and sky's the limit. I gave myself a $20,000 budget for the year and really had no agenda other than a few like bucket list things, Machu Picchu, yoga teacher training, um, and Tokyo Olympics, which didn't happen that year. (laughs) Um, trip was cut short like to seven months because of COVID, but I had a lot of clear messaging come through. Um, mostly that being boss of my own life, like this type of freedom. I knew I wasn't going to travel forever and and be a nomad, but boss of my own life was going to be something that I wanted to integrate into me coming back to the States at whatever part that would be. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know what entrepreneurship life would look like yet. Cause I actually had no idea what my purpose was yet, but I, I knew I did not want to work for uh, anyone after that. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you on that. All right. So the first time we hung out in person, we were at lunch and you told me how you figured out what you were meant to do. And so you shared with me that you had a really vivid dream that showed you you were meant to be a doula. So tell us about that, your friend who connected the dots um, and how you ultimately uncovered your purpose. Yes. So I did come back to the States earlier than expected after seven months, COVID sent me home and I was like, okay, what now? Because I'm not ready. Like I was like, I had five more months to figure out what life was going to look like on the other side of traveling. And I ended up taking a nanny job. I, I love kids. And so that just seemed like, okay, I'll do this temporarily until I travel again. That's what I thought was going to be happening. Quickly realized COVID wasn't going away. And so I kind of was like begging the universe, like, what is my purpose? I know I'm meant for more. Um, had always gotten messaging from peers and and just from experience. I knew working with women was going to be like one of the cornerstones. And then um, like connecting, like deep connection. And so I was like, okay, I have that information. And then I'm pretty spiritual and I have an energy healer who continued to tell me that I'm a healer. And I would be like, what does that mean? Tell me more. Give me answers. He's like, I can't tell you more. Like you have to figure this out. You're a healer. So once I surrendered to the universe and kind of put that out there, um, it was just trust. And probably a few months later, maybe like three months later, I had a vivid dream and I woke up at 3am and it, it just said to me, you are a doula. And I love to journal. I, I journal all my thoughts. And so I immediately opened my journal and it was like, sobbing tears because it was just a download of I'm a doula. And I was just writing that over and over. And it, it was like, I'm empowering women. I'm meant to hold space for women. And then immediately hop on Google. And I'm like, what is a doula? Because I really didn't know. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, so I'm a doula. And I'm Googling this for probably, I don't know, three hours. And my boyfriend comes over and I like make him sit down. I'm like, hey, and we've only been dating like four months at this point, but I was like, I'm making you breakfast. I have really important news. Sit down. He's like really nervous. He's like, what's happening? I'm like, sit down. I have I have important news. And he's like, okay. So I say, I am a doula. And he immediately is like, do what? Like, what is that? And I've gotten that reaction from so many people, um, you know, in my experience now. But 
I was like, I'm not completely sure, but I'm figuring out. I just know that this is the thing that I'm meant to be. This is why I'm on this earth. And I come to find out talking to another doula friend only like a month after that, that um, women in Guatemala, um, the indigenous women who are called to birth work get called through a dream. So when she told me that, it was like full body chills okay, this is divine alignment. Um, and from then on, I mean, I just dove right in and figured out what a doula does and, and then paved the path. I love that you didn't even know like what the word meant. Like that just goes to show it really was like divinely, I don't know, incepted, I guess, like into your mind. Like that's just so amazing. I had a doula too with Mila and I had so many people be like, what's a doula? And why are you paying them? Like, the best ever. If ladies, if you were expecting or want to, and yeah, you need, you need to get a doula. Um, I won't need on you or should on you, but I invite you to look at getting a doula. Okay. Um, so, so for those who don't know, what is a doula and why do you think you were drawn to the work? Yes. Okay. So a doula, which I know the word itself is funny. Um, it, it means servant. Um, so I'm, my role is to serve women at, at its simplest form. Um, expecting and postpartum women, I'm a space holder for them, supporting them physically, emotionally, and mentally, even spiritually throughout their pregnancy, their birth and postpartum. Um, in, uh, no matter the setting, there's a lot of stereotypes that were like total hippies, which I mean, I'm, I'm a hippie, but, um, <laughs> I, I don't only serve home births. Um, I do all settings, home births, hospital and birth centers, um, in, uh, environment like a hospital. I'm, I'm also a women's advocate and that's a really big, important role, um, for a lot of expecting moms. We were talking about this before recording, actually, we had lunch and, um, yeah, you need to be your advocate in the hospital or your partner needs to be. And a lot of people who maybe haven't found their voice or don't know all the ins and outs, like having someone like you there, I think is really, really critical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I through experience more and more, I find that a lot of women on their maybe second, third child, it's a lot of, I wish I would have known. I wish I had this for my first. So um, for me, a, a big driving factor in, in like my purpose is getting the word out there and letting women know their options and they have access to, to someone like a doula to support them in a really vulnerable time. I think too, aside from at one point having like four people rubbing me down, like the doula, Jeff, my mom and the midwife in the hospital, like it was amazing. Team. <laughs> oh it, yeah, it was the dream team. But one of the most valuable things was the postpartum period, like having them come over, um, and, you know, we had issues with breastfeeding and all that, and they troubleshot and solved all that for us. So yeah, I think it's like one of the best investments you can make if you're welcoming a little one into the world. Yeah, I'd have to agree. <laughs> all right. So tell us now about the segue into business. So you actually started your own company as well as a partnership with another doula. So how does your business and sales experience translate into the doula business today? Yeah. Um, it's everything. <laughs> I am very, very fortunate. I, I believe that all of my experience led me to here. I, I kind of think of it as like all of these puzzle pieces I've been collecting throughout my professional and personal experience. And it's this beautiful picture and it all fits together so perfectly. Um, many doulas are not fortunate enough to have the background I had and they struggle because as a doula, most likely you're going to be an entrepreneur. Um, most doulas work independently if they don't work for an agency. So 
you essentially have to do it that way. Um, and if you don't have the business experience, I, I don't know how you can succeed um, when it comes to marketing yourself, um, you know, your branding, your contracting, everything. Um, and also just knowing your worth. I, I mean, I'm selling myself all day, every day, and it's my favorite thing to sell. <laughs> Sounds egotistical, but honestly, I'm so passionate about the services I'm providing that it's it's a no-brainer. When I'm selling, it's if the client is in alignment with me and I'm a firm believer in energetic alignment, there's not really selling. It, it speaks for itself, but I know my worth and I'm confident and I have a lot of conviction and that comes from my sales experience. Oh yeah, because we've heard no many, many, many times. We've been ghosted many times. It's like there's really nothing that you can throw at us that that scares an ex salesperson, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and the business mentality, the money mentality. I find, um, and this might be a segue into the other facet of my business of mentoring other doulas, but um, I find that many doulas don't know their own worth, and they they undersell themselves, undercut themselves all day long, and it really sets them for, up for failure because they're not even making enough money to support themselves or their family. So they they have burnout. They end up having to leave doula work, even if that is their passion and their calling and what they're put on this earth to do. If you don't have the money and business mindset, you can only you know do that for so long, right? Yeah, exactly. It's really, really key. So tell us too, how are you able to build this business up to be profitable and sustainable in less than a year? Because, you know, the statistics are that most companies are at a loss for three years. And I think it's something like 90% of businesses fail in year one. So how, how did you do this and beat the odds? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a few factors play into it. Um, the first being not afraid to get uncomfortable, which when you asked about like learning lessons in Latin America and Southeast Asia, my travels, I'm a person that chases the uncomfortable. I, I thrive in the uncomfortable. And so as an entrepreneur, I think, I think we all kind of have that in us, right? You have to, if you don't, you're never going to like leave the office. You're just not going to get out there. So, um, I, it was not about perfection. It was more about just getting out there. Um, I, I am, I know you say this all the time, re recovering perfectionist. I am that as well, but, um, action trumps perfection all day, every day. Right. So, um, that was key. Um, the other was I got really fortunate. I, I'm so grateful and blessed. And I, I journal in my, my like manifestation and gratitude journal every day about my partner who I became aligned with again, energetic alignment. When you put it out there, the universe really serves you with the right people. So three days after that dream, that awakening, I went to a doula meetup, putting myself out there. I just started messaging every single doula in Orange County. Didn't even know. I, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I was like, Hey, I think I'm, I'm a doula. I was called to this. I'm a, I'm a doula. I just started saying it. And I asked them for coffee meeting up, you know, just like a salesperson would do networking. Right. So I got invited serendipitously to a doula meetup where my business partner Rory happened to be. And I think there were five of us there and instantly her and I knew like there was something there and we were meant to work together. So, um, between getting scrappy, meeting the right people and networking and not being afraid to get uncomfortable, it, it just set me soaring very, very quickly. And I have to say, like having met Rory and seen you guys interact in person, like you really, you can tell you guys probably have like a karmic, like past life connection. Like it, it's a very, I don't even know what the word is. Like you can just tell that you're energetically like entwined and aligned. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. That like gives me chills actually. Cause, um, 
you know, if, if I had any advice for any other doulas out there, it would be to get yourself a partner. Um, this work is hard. We are on call. Um, so having an on-call lifestyle is not for the faint of heart. It's not for everyone. But if you have a partner, um, not only does it make it sustainable, but it makes it fun. Um, after a 24 hour birth, you need someone to call and vent to like this, this work is very challenging. And often we're taking on a lot of emotional, mental, I don't want to say baggage, but, um, we absorb that for the families, right? So having someone I can call because I can't go home to my boyfriend and talk about this stuff every day. Like he doesn't want to hear it. So, um, we, we absolutely were meant to find each other, um, you know, in terms of like our business partnership, we have a lot of similar underlying values, um, which is really important when finding a business partner. And I think we'll talk more about that later okay. is same values vision, but we're yin and yang. We really mesh well together. I'm very type A. She's the free spirit creative and it balances out so well when it comes to running our business. Yeah, I think that that is so key. I'm trying to remember the exact terminology they used, but I was interviewing business partners a few weeks ago and they said for there to be a successful um, partnership, one has to be the visionary and one has to be like, I don't think that this was the word they used, but like the person who does the executing. So yeah, yeah, you have to have that balance for sure. Um, Let me ask you something else too. So tell us a little bit about the importance that you have found in diversifying your business offerings. Yes. So, um, service-based offering. And I think, um, to answer earlier about like how I was so profitable, it's a service, right? Like we're not a commodity. So my upfront costs really weren't that much. And that's to me been like, I'm so grateful because honestly, um, I spent a lot of my money traveling and then coming back, I was like, I can't sit here and just invest all of my money in my business. I'm fortunate that most of my money went to my trainings. Um, and that's really it. Right. But in terms of diversifying my business offerings, um, obviously doula is the service. I have birth and postpartum services, but those require my time. Um, we're doing pre- well, consults, um, prenatal visits, being at a birth, which can be, you know, eight hours, it can be 24 hours, um, postpartum visits. And then we do postpartum support for families as well. All of those involving lots of time, right? So, um, me with the business mindset immediately was like, immediately had the thought of, I need cash flow that isn't requiring me to be, you know, at the birth or, or providing my, my time with my services. So, um, I was really inspired and actually, talked to a really reputable midwife early on in my experience, um, just asking her, you know, kind of picking her brain, asking for advice. And immediately when she heard of my experience, she's like, Kelsey, what you have is so unique and special. Most doulas do not have this. You need to be mentoring other doulas. I I already see it for you. Like, and she planted that seed. And I was like, I've only been a doula for six months. Now I'm starting to think about mentoring other doulas. And here I am, almost to the day, just over a year in from that dream, a year into being a doula and I'm mentoring other doulas. And that's been an amazing facet of the business. Um, not only am I, you know, profiting from the mentorship, but I'm building up really successful doulas who I can then expand my team with. So win-win, um, this work is so abundant. I'm, I'm an abundance mindset type person. It, there's, there's no room for scarcity mindset, um, you know, in, in any industry, but especially here with babies, um, coming off of COVID, like 
there is an abundance of what I'm doing and people are waking up. They are seeking out holistic support and tools. Like doulas are becoming more common, um, at least here in Orange County where we are back home in Wisconsin. <laughs> there's not many doulas, but hey, we're getting there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the abundance mindset and being able to, to really offer uh, an abundance of services to my clients too. I love that. All right. So final question for you. So you have a beautiful butterfly tattoo done by Matt Vaught, who has been a guest on the show and who did my tattoo because you introduced us. And seeing as butterflies are a symbol of change, what are your theories on human metamorphosis and energy that pulls us into our highest selves? Love that question. <laughs> love that you brought in the butterfly, um, which is very indicative. I, I got the butterfly um, like six months into being a doula. What I was finding was there was a lot of things I was kind of losing in my life. Um, like, man, I just bought all my my doula equipment, um, had it in my back of my car. Um, I always, in the back of my car is hilarious. It's like a suitcase for all my clothes because you don't know how long you're going to be at a birth, toiletries, a doula bag with like, we call it like our Mary Poppins bag of, of goodies and tools for moms and then food and, and everything. Well, I had all my stuff stolen just after I bought all my doula stuff. Then I started to lose some friends. Um, you know, as I'm, I'm evolving and, and being called to this higher self and version of myself, um, I, I'm, you know, not the person I was a couple of years ago. And I'm so grateful for that. I don't want to be that person anymore. I'm, you know, moving into my higher self. So, you know, I, I have the loss of friends, the things stolen. And I'm like, man, this is tough. Like I felt like I was hitting a low and I go to my doula mentor. Um, it just so happened that I meant, I was meant to see her that weekend. And I tell her the story and she's like, Kels, like, you know, she's empathizing with me and she's like, you know, I feel free. This is hard, but I could have told you this was going to happen because if you were meant for this work, you have to move up and you, you have to kind of lose some baggage. Specifically, she said, you know, this work is, is calling you higher. These people, um, you know, your friends or, you know, maybe they, they were your friends at one point in life. They're going to start to feel that energetic pull as you move up. They might be made for it. They might not be. And, and they're just naturally going to fall away. So looking back, that actually opened up a lot of space in my life for where I am now. And, you know, I, I, I wish everyone well in my life, but I have the hindsight now to see there was bigger things for me. Right. So it really is full circle. Um, yeah. And the, the butterfly, I look at that and I'm, it's my reminder. So it's pretty cool. I love that so much. And, you know, I've talked about that a lot on the show too. Like pruning is so necessary. Not everyone is meant to go with you all the way. You know, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime, knowing who is who. And yeah, just kind of relinquishing our control and seeing what's in store is sort of the key to manifesting that life that we all want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and thinking about it, like timing, it was right after that, that you and I connected. So that was pretty serendipitous. <laughs> well, and even, you know, today we hadn't seen each other in what, like probably two months because things have just been crazy. And it, I think we've only hung out, what, like four <laughs> times in person total. And I feel like we've known each other for like years and years. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. Well, this was so wonderful. So, okay, for everyone listening, come back tomorrow. We're going to have a mini uh, mini episode business tip on how to create a thriving partnership. Before that, though, before we sign off, Kelsey, where can people find and connect with you? And if they're expecting, how can they work with you if they're local? 
Yes. Um, thank you. So my brand is Wombs in Bloom OC, and you can find me on Instagram. My website is exactly that, wombsinbloomoc.com. Um, and then my partnership brand is Soulshine Birth. So feel free to connect with my partner and I there. Um, we take inquiries via, you can DM us, you can text us, go to the website. We make ourselves really available. Thank you so much. This was amazing. And I'm excited to record our business tip after this. Thank you for coming on. Thanks much, Lacia. This episode was brought to you by Thea Collective, the learning community I founded for entrepreneurs. Text biz, that's B-I-Z to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com. That's T-H-E-I-A-collective.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help me get the word out about the corporate dropout by screenshotting and sharing this on social. I would appreciate it so much if you would subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review as well. And I do this show for you and I want to hear from you. So tell me, what is it that you want more of? Text me at 949-541-0951 or slide into the DMs at Corporate Dropout Official or Alicia Citro with two underscores. Until next time time.